evening, everybody. Good evening. Good to see you, everybody. Amen. Good to be back home again. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's always good to have a good time and go in fellowship and be with God's people. Amen. Experiencing the move of God's Spirit amongst others, people of like precious faith. Seems like we're always asking questions. We're always searching in our hearts and in our minds, and we're wondering, you know, we always wonder about certain things, certain situations, things we're going through, things we're experiencing. And it's amazing because uh, other saints from other churches are asking the same questions. And they're going through the same thing. And uh, so you know that, you know, we're all together. We're all uh, facing all these different uh, trials and uh, different persecution, tribulation, afflictions. We're all going through the same thing. But we all have one thing in common, and that's, amen, the grace of God, the power of God, amen. the name of Jesus. And it's always beautiful. So. Thank you, Jesus. But it's, it's good to know you're, when you're in God's will. It's important to know uh, that you are in God's will. And to be in God's will. Stay in God's will. So I'm glad that we are and we're doing what we can. We're doing what we can to make an impact and, amen, be here for the Lord and be a witness and a testimony for Him. So I'm thankful for that. It's always good to come back to the home church. Amen. And uh, we're not missing anything by, you know, not being out there in the world. And I want you young people to listen to what I'm saying because that's the truth. You're not, you're not missing anything at all. You're doing yourself a favor by ignoring and by turning away, by eschewing evil, as the scripture says. So it's important for us to focus on what God wants us to do. So I'm glad to be home again. I don't know about you, I feel about this place, but. Praise God, I'm glad to be here. So if you would all stand with me, we'll open up this service this evening. and Amen. Let's let the Holy Ghost move. Let's let it have liberty in this place and even within us. And Lord, we thank you again for this opportunity to be God called into this place, O oh Lord. And amen. Together, Father, that we can lift you up, that we can give you glory and honor and praise. And we can worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth. Lord, you know our hearts, you know our minds, our thoughts, oh God. You know, Lord, what, amen, we are going through right now, Lord, in our lives, oh God. Amen, Lord, every situation we face, oh God, you know, Lord, amen, all, oh, Father, everything about us. And I pray that you would continue, Lord, to give us strength, that you would quicken us in your spirit, Lord. Strengthen our faith, oh Lord, our love. Let us, amen, Lord, increase and abound in your love and in faith, God, in your word, O oh Lord. Amen, Jesus, and help us, Lord, that we can always look to you, Lord, that we can lean upon you, that we can put our trust in you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless us, O oh Lord, bless us with your spirit. Pour out your spirit in this place, O oh God, and fill us again, Lord. Baptize us again with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Bind us together that we can be of one mind and of one spirit. 
in one accord together, Lord, in unity and harmony with you, with one another, O God, in this place. Amen. Minister to those, Lord, who aren't here, God, those who are absent, those who, are, who we are praying for, those, God, that we have been burdened for, O Lord. And I pray that you would move, O God, on the behalf of your people. Bless, O God. Bless this service, O Lord. Lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen. Quicken us and lift us into those heavenly places. Lord, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Praise God. My, my, my. Praise the Lord. Something how what we're doing here. Thankful for the faithfulness of the Lord. It just seems like every time. As one person said it, and uh, I'm trying to remember who exactly it was. Uh, it may have been a man by the name of Zola Levitt. And he was talking about the feast and celebration of the feast. And when they all came together, when they all made that pilgrimage to Jerusalem, those three times out of the year and of course God gave them specific instruction when they came it was all about the sacrifices they presented and of course everything went right along with uh, the, the different beast and, and uh, but they were not to come before him empty handed he said but God obviously he said uh, a lot of people that do not understand uh, the Jewish mind or even how the Lord uh uh, basically uh, ordained or put in place the celebration of the feast, the feast of Jehovah, he said, uh, and basically all it was was a wedding feast. He said, these were wedding feasts. And, and this is why we came to attend. And he said, they were celebrations. Of course, the last feast, the Feast of uh, Tabernacles, is a little bit different. But he said, these were all like we were celebrating the wedding feast he said and the Lord was the one that threw the party on and he said the Lord was the one that threw the party on and he was the one that always showed up and, uh, and besides his people and I know that the Lord has showed up in this place again tonight hallelujah we cannot uh, take that and just Take it for granted. We can't. We cannot do that. I mean, it's special. It's special what we have, and it's special the salvation that we have. And Amen. What God has given to us. I mean, it's something that uh, <clears throat> we go back into it, and we, uh, when we can take a look at it, and everything that the Lord has done for each and every one of us, it's it, it is it was it is and it will be a life changing experience. If you keep on seeking him, if you seek out your own salvation with fear and with trembling, Amen. this is a life-changing experience. Yes. I mean, he'll continue to change your lives. And you might say, well, geez, I've, you know, I've come this far. And, and yes, you have, but we, we need to go further. Yes. And we need to go deeper in the things of God. I mean, so we can understand, you know, we can, we can understand. We can know what this is all about. I mean, there's a reason why. You know, he, he uh, called that the reason why that the Bible says we're to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. I mean, this is a big deal. God is a big deal. Your salvation is a big deal. Your eternal destiny is a big deal. So let's make a big deal out of it. Let's not come in here and then just with any kind of uh, attitude or spirit or amen, not, not uh, feeling like you're up to the moment. Praise God. 
There's no excuse for us. There's no excuse for us. My body's tired. I've been doing some things today. I'm a little bit tired. I can tell you that. I can be honest with you, but the reason why I'm here is because I want to worship God. I'm excited about the things that are ahead of us and the things that are going to happen. I'm excited about it. I'm not going to. I'm not coming in here with the worldly influence or worldly mentality. I'm coming in here with the Amen. The the mind of Christ. I'm coming in here. Amen. Full of the Holy Ghost. That will change a lot of things for all of us if we understand that. We can come to that place of uh, you know everybody what's going on now in this country and of course these COVID mandates that President Biden has put out and everything and he's hoping everybody will comply and he's trying to use force. He's trying to use everything to get everybody to get their mandate, I mean, their, their uh, vaccinations, but there's a lot of resistance to it because people know what it's all about. Just let nature take its course. That's what they need to do. They're not trying to impose the will of man on a person's life. I mean, this is my life. Yes. And I, and, I, and I choose what I want to with my life. Right now, I choose to, to serve the Lord, and that's what I want to do. And you can't impose your will on my life. And, amen. And there's going to be, a, a, obviously, there's going to be a disruption. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be, you know, you can't just say that to people and expect them to, amen, submit. And uh, especially people that believe wholeheartedly in the Constitution of the United States. Praise God. You can't do that. You can't do that to free men and free women. Praise God. I just dare you to try to come and steal my cheeseburger. I'm using that as an example. Or my ribeye, whatever it is I, I love so much. My salvation. I dare you to try to steal the salvation I have. You're going to have two people to deal with. First of all, God and me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's just the way it is. Praise God. My, my only concern right now, my only goal, my only aim is to make heaven my home, to be a witness for Jesus, to preach the truth. Amen. Amen. We're, we're, we're right there, so we might as well just keep on keeping on. Keep on going at it. Don't be afraid of anybody. Don't be afraid of the devil. Don't be afraid of the world. Don't be afraid of your friends. Don't be a man pleaser. Amen. Don't be a, you know, don't be there to please everybody because they don't want to please you. They want you to please them. So that's why it's important for us to understand. Let's not be men pleasers. Let's not be eye pleasers. Praise God. Let's be real. Let's be original. Let's be sincere. Let's be the real thing. Yes. Praise God. There's probably somebody waiting for you to witness to them. Waiting for you to witness to them. Waiting for you to say something to them about God. Hallelujah. It's kind of challenging. Right now, I don't know what to do. I feel the Holy Ghost. I have my notes right here, but I feel, I'm feel i feeling something different. So I'm just... 
But it's challenging. I'm, be, I'm just being honest with you. It's challenging when people ask you. People look at me, and, and I was telling my wife, we were coming back, and, and I said, you know what? I just get, I might as well just accept the fact that I'm an elder. And people call me an elder. They, and they don't say it disrespectfully. They, they say it they, to honor, to give honor. And I, you know, I thank God for that. I guess I'm, I'm up this far, this side of that, you know. So I might as well just accept that. And, and, but you know what? They, and I never realized this. You know what? Here's the thing. Not just, I'm not just talking about myself, but you. Every one of you. People look up to you. And especially when you claim to know God. <laughs> You've got information that a lot of people do not have. You have an experience that a lot of people do not have. You have a knowledge that a lot of people do not have. You have a spirit that a lot of people do not have. So they look up to you because obviously you're some, you're an influence. You're a source of influence and even a source of life. And so they look up to you. We need to quit. We need to quit. Amen. Just being somebody that we are, we say we are, and we're not. If you claim to be a child of God, well, claim it. Be real about it. Yes. Live the life that will uh, obviously uh, uh, praise God, give glory to, Amen. Your your confession or what you are, Amen. Who you say you follow and everything, but uh, praise God, it's time for us. And you know, being asked certain questions, you know, you get. Uh, I don't know what it is. Why is it we're so afraid of hard questions? Mm. A lot of times we're afraid of questions because we don't have the answers. And the only way we're going to get the answers is if we seek God, if we study His Word, if we pray, if we open up our heart and our understanding to Him, then He will give us the knowledge that we need, the wisdom that we need, everything about us so that we can be able to be that light for people in this world. Uh, we, we, we dare not be ignorant of God's grace because God brought you this far. How did he bring you this far? Right. And you need to ask yourself that question and why am I here and, and praise God. You need to draw closer to him. How do we do that? Right here, this word. And uh, praise God. And, and that's how it was, you know, being asked certain questions and, and, and certain things being put out there and, and people look to you and people want an answer from you. And that's a challenging position to be in because they want you to give them an answer they want you to give them an answer and that's what I you know that's what I I, I hope I did this weekend I hope I gave some uh, some brethren an answer and I, I didn't just speak you know what was in my mind I, I, I used the word of God as my amen as my source of information and uh, one thing I know that we all need to do, and this is the church all over, not just in, the, in this country, but all over the world, we just need to hold on to Jesus and seek him, pray and, and seek God. And hallelujah, regardless of what's going on in this crazy old world. Amen. There's enough junk. There's enough vanity. There's enough of that rhetoric political rhetoric and enough humanism, enough human thought. 
And the sad thing is they, they, they want to be honest with their, the way they feel right now, but they can't tell you that they don't have the answer. Hallelujah. They want to beat around the bush. But, this, but the real thing about it is, you and I, we have the answer. Yes. Amen. Praise God. So we need to uh, live like we have the answer. Amen. Act like we have the answer. Yes. Praise God. And when you do know the Lord, you're going to have that confidence. You're going to have that assurance. Yes. Praise God. You're going to know what you're talking about. How many of you ever put together a little piece of furniture or, or you know, something that you ordered and it come in pieces and you know what a lot of people do? They always just discard their, dis, the, dis, the instructions and try to put it together and then they get stumped. They go, man, what am I doing wrong? All you have to do is read the directions. Take time to get that little book out and open it up and read it and see what it says. And it's a lot simpler than than you, you know, than you were struggling with. And that's the way it is with salvation. Amen. The reason why we really don't know is because we don't really examine the instruction. Yeah. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Right. <clears throat> my, my, my. My, my, my. So I don't want to... Amen. I'm getting ready for revival. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I'm getting ready for a move of God. I believe it can happen. I believe it's on its way. But we all need to be persuaded to that thought. We all need to be sold out to it. We all need to be expecting God to move. Things to happen. All we have to do is just come in here and just like we did this evening. Not hold back. And just let God have his liberty. He'll do the rest. And uh, praise God. Uh, so we need to be expecting. We need to be, amen, seeking. We need to be searching. We need to be looking for it. And, and amen, God will honor our faith. You know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So we need to, if we have faith, then we need to put works to our faith. We need to believe, we need to work, we need to do what we need to do. Like Paul said, do, and when he spoke to Timothy, he said, do the work of an evangelist. In other words, he said, if you're out there reaching for souls, I honestly, I honestly think that this is what he meant. Timothy, if you really have a burden for souls and you're reaching for souls, then go out there and reach those souls. That's an evangelist. He'll go out there. You know what? Here's Brother Javier told me this. He said this. He said, we're kind of, we've strayed away from the precedent of, of the early church. He said, we have evangelists that come and preach to the churches. He said, did you know that that's not God's will? <laughs> I said, what? He said, nope, it's not. Look at Philip. Look at the book of Acts. Philip wasn't preaching to the church. He went out looking for souls. He was preaching to the lost. That's an evangelist. 
change that. Yeah. When we talk about evangelists, they come to our local assemblies and they preach to us. We need preaching. I'm not against it. We need all the preaching we can get. But you know, we've kind of changed things a little bit. We've kind of uh, added our own little twist to things. And we wonder why it is that we can't have a powerful move of God. So you think about that. Think about that. Just let it penetrate your mind a little bit and just think about it. And uh, amen. I want to see souls saved. So much happening right now. So much happening right now. And I wish a lot of our people would hear. As I understand, there's, you know, I understand if you're not here for a legitimate reason. I understand that. But when you're not here, because you're using other, uh, how, how can I say, uh, reasons, excuses not to be here. You're not offending me. You're offending him. Amen. I, I feel a burden. And, and that's, you know, you think about it. You're not offending me. You're offending him. Amen. And uh, people don't realize the consequences of their actions. And, and you know, you think about it. And we, 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 don't, we don't think ahead. We don't think ahead to our consequences. We don't think ahead that... Uh, Praise God, there's consequences for every choice, every decision we make, there's consequences to it. You might lay it aside and say, oh no, it's, it's never going to happen. Yes, it will happen. You're going to be put on the spot. You're going to come face to face with Him. You're going to have to give an account of everything you've ever done. How are you going to explain your absence? How are you going to explain your half-heartedness? Huh? How are you going to explain that? How are you going to explain that? I just didn't feel like it. Praise God. How are you going to explain that to the Lord? Amen. I didn't feel like praying through today. I didn't feel like reading my Bible today. I didn't feel like calling on your name today, Lord. I didn't feel like living for you today, Lord. How are you going to explain that to him? Praise God. That's not going to be, you won't be able to give him an answer. You can't think of anything that would justify your, Amen. Your position. That's why it's important. That's why I, uh, I'll be here. I'll be here until the Lord comes. I'm going I'm to try everything. I'm going to strive to make it in the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to be here. There, there's not going to be anything that's going to hinder me from, amen, seeking God. Praise the Lord. That's the kind of uh, uh, conviction we ought to have. But praise God. Why is it that there's... Always somebody that seems to always fall back from that. And it bothers me. Somebody said, you know, I heard this quite a few times now. Pastor, I don't know how you carry that burden. I thank God for the Holy Ghost because that's how I carry that burden. 
But if it's heavy on me, I know it's heavy on them. But you know what? I'm just like everybody else. I'm not going to let that burden overcome me or overtake me. I'm going to do something with it. I'm going to get down. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to get, amen. I'm going to get things worked out with him. I'm going to humble myself. Praise God. And, and uh, I'm not going to let my, my carnal nature dictate what I do. And I believe that's, you know, there's some people that aren't here for obvious reasons. I, you know, and if you're not here for, you know, uh, you know, not a good reason, then I, you know, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's something that needs to change. Amen. Needs to change. I thank God for some of you that are faithful. Thank God for you. You're always here. Few. There's a few. Seems like that's always been the case. There's been always been just a faithful few who have always endured, who've always stuck it out. Praise God. Didn't back down, didn't back up, didn't backslide. They've gone through so many things in life, but yet they're still holding on, struggling so many different ways, and still holding on, still coming to church, still serving God, still raising their hands, still, amen, claiming the victory. Praise God. Still claiming the victory. Amen. Every, every beat of their heart is is this they their 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 conviction their will their desires to live for Jesus Amen. every beat of the heart that's the way they feel praise God you can ask them and they'll say you know I, I want to make heaven my home they're they're real they're sincere about it amen that's that's the, that's you that are sitting here this evening right. Amen. so I, I I commend you I, I thank you for your faithfulness praise God hallelujah I just wish, you know, uh, I struggled with this since I was a young pastor. Of course, uh, we, uh, obviously we don't live in the fairy tale world. <laughs> we don't live in Cinderella City, obviously. But I always, you know, my, my naivety, naivety, however you said, just being naive. And my heart's desire was, uh, oh, man, it would be nice if everybody just got with the program. Everybody was here. Everybody was happy. There was unity. There was harmony. There was no issues. But that's not the real world. And I, but, you know, we, and I, I've always expected that. I always hoped that. I always dreamed that, man, that would be nice. Everybody that was ever got baptized, that ever was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, they would be sitting in here. Man, we would probably be out there in the fellowship hall at that time. Yeah. But 
obviously something goes on. I wish I knew what it was. But again, then again, I don't because if I knew all the things that went on, it would probably blow my mind. It would probably send me into lunacy. <laughs> Praise God. But after all these years, I still kind of hold on to that little bit of hope that, oh, man. I thought I was the only crazy preacher, but I guess I'm not. Amen. Praise God. And the thing is that right now in this place, what we're filming, this place is the very thing that will, praise God, make a difference in our lives. Amen. And make, make some very faithful, powerful people out of you. Consistent being there all the time regardless of what happens in your life being there wanting to live for God Isaiah 59 if you will I'll try to I might go in another direction I don't know I've got my notes in front of me I'm reading my notes Isaiah 59 verse number 19 coming into the point now of really knowing what it is and the only way that we can ever experience something is if we hope for it if we believe if we're sold out to it if we seek it Maybe in our minds right now, we need to shift our minds. Maybe there needs to be a paradigm shift in our minds where we can start to really think. As one person told me one time, I remember we were praying about uh, moving to Yankton from Wagner. I was discussing this with Brother Hancock and he said, Brother Harold, he said, when you pray, he said, just pray and let the Lord lead you in it, he said, but try to get yourself situated if, you, if you're praying about doing it. Get yourself situated. Get yourself planted there. And he said, try to find a place. <clears throat> then he says this. Don't think small. Think big. And, I, you know, I had to think about that for a while. And then he says, because God is able God is able to meet your demands, your desire, your longing. If you really long for souls, God will meet that. So don't think small, think big. So you think about that. You think about that. And you think about the possibilities that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and our minds have to shift from whatever it is that dominates our, you know, influences our, our thinking. 
our minds have to shift from that. And they, you know, they talk about having a paradigm shift where you, you believe in something, you embrace something. It's something that you, you, you basically your life is uh, centered or focused on that. But then there comes a time when something happens where, to where a, a, new, uh, a new thought, a new influence will come. And, and in order for you to, to be able to experience that new thought, to be able to really understand it, you've got to get rid of the old thought. You got to get rid of the, the you know that that part of you, and that's called a, a paradigm shift. There's been a a turnaround. There's been a movement that has taken place, and the, you know if, if it's going to happen for all of us, it's going to happen right up here. First of all, yes. God needs to persuade each and every one of you. Yes. Each and every one of you, God has to persuade. God has to speak to you and convince you, and you have to be convinced. You have to be persuaded that. God's plan is going to work for your life. Yes. What is before you, if you put it in his hands, yes. lean not to thy own understanding, the scripture says. Yes. Don't lean to your own understanding. Lean to his. Yes. Believe what he's able to do. Believe yes. what he's able to work in your life. And that's all you have to do. But yes. you've got to decide. You've got to let that happen right here in, in this part of your being, in your mind. And I know, I know this, a lot of you have obviously have, there's been a lot of changes in your life. You, you've obviously come to that point of, of where you're understanding a little bit more about faith. Yes. Faith has been speaking to you and you've been obeying it and you've been going through all the, you know, what you need to do as far as even exercising your faith and you're finding out that, man, this really does work. So... We, we, that needs to happen. I, I want this body, I want this church to be engulfed with the thought of revival. Yes. We need to put our minds there. Let's not just be people that talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. We can talk until we're blue in the face and if we don't do something about it. If we don't put, amen, if we don't get some motivation and get those words not just energized in our mind, but in our actions. Yeah. And, right, right, right. Woo. It will never work. I'll be honest with you. It will never work. If you don't believe in your heart right off, if you don't believe what God is able to do for you or for anybody that you bring in here. Anybody. Guess what? It's, it's God's will that people experience salvation. Why do we doubt people can be filled with the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Ooh, and that's His word. We're so used to that expression. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well, we're not living in that in that world or with that cliche. Amen. I believe this. If a person comes up here and, and a person is ready, God can fill them with the Holy Ghost. Oh, we we yeah. see somebody baptized with the Holy Ghost Sunday. Amen. Praise God. All the way through the revival, the, the brush harbor services. They were up there at the uh, up there at the altar. I, I even prayed for that person. But Sunday, guess what? They started speaking in tongues. Oh, Woo! Jesus. So there was victory. Victory was had. Victory was had. Amen. And they just 
needed a little bit of, uh, you know. And then they start speaking in tongues and start coming out and say, woo victory. See, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. So, in uh, Isaiah 59, 19, is that what I said? Uh, this is what it says, and uh, praise the Lord. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. So he says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. There are so many things right now, probably you can probably come up with a lot of them if you think about them, if you want to go there and put your mind to thought that would probably convince you that we we don't or we won't experience revival. There's so much resistance in the spiritual realm. All of us are being resisted, aren't we? We can feel that 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 resistance working against us. The adversary of our souls is always doesn't take a break. Hey, listen to me. The devil doesn't take a break. He's always going at it. Him and all his cohorts. Always working around the clock. They work aiming overtime. They work double time. They work triple time. Even quadruple time. They work and they work and they work and their job, their task is to, amen, somehow hinder us, slow us down. Praise God. One gets tired of fighting the Holy Ghost in their life, they'll, he'll take a break and another will come along. But they're always resisting us and that's what we feel in the spirit. That's why we always seem to struggle. We always seem to have problems and amen, that's not good. Praise God because we know it's there, don't we? We feel it. And, and the thing about it is, now this is the important thing about it is, is this. We need to understand that Jesus said this. Greater, or John said this. Greater is he that is in you Amen. than he that is in the world. Yes. So regardless, and, and, I, and I heard this, and this is a true statement. Uh, remember, I can't remember who, who it was that said this morning, this weekend. Uh, they said that the devil can only be in one place at one time. Amen. Amen. He's not like God, where God's at everywhere at one time. Amen. He's limited as far as what he can do, so he has to count on his buddies to do his work for And, and remember this, there's only a third, there's only a third, amen, that were kicked out of a heaven. So that tells you there's two-thirds up there working for us. So why are we so afraid? Because obviously, guess what? We're, 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 we're blessed because we do have favor. We're blessed because we have more on our side than they do on their side. But we never, we never weigh those things out. We never think about it. But that's the, the, those are numbers. That, that's the reality of it. So guess what? There's more of us than there is of them. Why are we so afraid? And he's telling us 
Oh, you can't have those things. You can't be a fireball for the Lord. Huh? <laughs> Praise God. You'll never amount to much. Huh? You, you've, you've done so many things that you're not worthy of it. But he doesn't know the grace of God. He doesn't know. He always wants to remind us. And once he can get us down up here, he knows he can get us down in our, in our actions, in our energy, in our ability to move and do things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was just thinking, the thought just occurred, just came to me, that if we could just rise up, our excuse is this. We say to ourselves, why should I do anything when there's nothing to do? Why do I need to move when there's nothing to do. We approach our days like that. Huh? There's not enough day. There's not enough hours in a day. There's too much to do. I don't say this to belittle anybody or to pick on you or nothing. I'm not saying that for that purpose. But let me tell you something. If, if your life is to where you're not doing much right now in your life, if, if you're not employed, if there's not things going on in your life, guess what? You know what I would suggest to you? I would suggest that, hey, if you got time on your hands, come to the house of God and pray. Put some purpose in your life. Ooh. Have some purpose in your life. Praise the Lord. I don't have nothing to do. I might as well just take it easy. I might sleep in today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. There's too much to do. The only way that we're going to overcome this city is if we're busy about our Father's business. Are you listening to me? If we're making time, if we're making time, if we're doing what we need to do, praise God. Because if we're holding back and we're waiting, let me tell you something, you will always be holding back. You will always be waiting. But there is purpose for us. Purpose. We can get up and we can begin to talk to God. We can ask the Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? What's my, what's my purpose? What's my mission? What can I do? I have time on my hands. Hallelujah. I'm just giving you an example. I can feel that wall coming already. <laughs> but always remember this. The Lord made my forehead a lot thicker and harder years ago. So, 
He said that the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up the standard, shall lift up when the enemy shall come in like a flood. And all comes surging in. That's why the devil doesn't want to give you a break, because he wants to keep you, your minds off of God. He wants you to keep out of the will of God. So he just, he just, like a flood, just comes, overwhelms you. And that's our reaction. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, hold on, hold on. You have the Holy Ghost. So when that happens, and it comes in like a flood, it comes in like a flood. That's what I understand. That's what I see. All these things that have, all these, what we call, you know, dynamics. All the movement that is there, that is there to somehow keep you from really focusing, from really achieving what God wants you to do. All these problems, so-called problems, issues in your life. All the, you know, your different circumstances and situations that you encounter every day. Trouble, 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 trouble. The devil wants to keep you in trouble. But guess what? He said, hey, when that all happens, when it comes in like a flood, guess what's going to happen? You know what? You know what? Our remedy is for this. And, and, and I, I said this. I said, you know what? It's not like we don't have uh, 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 the, the, the strength or anything because the Bible says ye shall be endued with power yes. from on high. We have the strength. Yes. Right. I'm not talking about our own strength. I'm talking about the strength of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. So we shall be endued with power. It's not like we, we don't have power or anything. We never really rely on it. We never really lean on it. We never really seek it. We never really let it move in our lives. Praise God. So we feel all that and all that just rushing up against us. It's just like, shh. It's overwhelming, isn't it, folks? It's overwhelming. Hallelujah. Yesterday I was... You know, I'm getting some stuff done. I wanted to come up here and work on the office here. Uh, came back from Shetopa. Uh, My right front tire was flat. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll uh, take my tire off and I'll put my spare on. Got my tire off, but I couldn't get to my spare because the lock on my bumper, my rear bumper access to that cable that lowers the tire. The tire, well, well, the key went in it, but it wouldn't turn, so I had to call underneath and look in there, and, and it hasn't ever been used. That's the, that's the spare tire on that truck when they put it on, when they, obviously, when they, and so it was all rusted, crooked on, so, ah, that's the reason why. So, so I sprayed it, and I thought, maybe if I get a wire brush, I could, you know, I got that far, so there I was. And I said, well, anyway, I took it up to the station over here to get it fixed. And so he says, okay, we'll, we'll get on. We'll get it done. We'll give you a call when it's done. Well, guess what? If 
five o'clock came around, didn't call me, so I called him up. I said, hey, this is Harold Marshall. Did you guys get my tire done? Oh, I'm sorry, Harold. We, we had several other things going on. We had a brake job we didn't get done. And if we don't get it before five, we'll get it in the morning. So I said, That was just my tire. But the only felt that I thought that way because I wanted to use my truck. And I thought to myself, it was like the Lord says, what you worried about? Right. Amen. So I said, okay, I'll let it go. I'll let it go, Lord. I, I, I won't call your wrath upon him. <laughs> So anyway, I let it go and I was fine. Got up this morning. Still didn't get the call, so I said, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Came here, started working. Was having a good time working. And uh, got to thinking, wow, well, I wonder if my tire's done. So I got done what I was doing here. So I cleaned up and, and I stopped by the station and I pulled in. He says, hey, perfect timing, Harold. <laughs> he, said, he just got done fixing it. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> he said, it was your stem. Your stem had a laceration on it. I said, oh, really? He said, yep. I don't know how that happened. I said, okay, thank you. So I got it, put my, but you know how it is? Seems like, to me, now, I'm just, just me, I'm just speaking to you how, what I'm going through. And that's, that, that's something that's minute. That's something that is material. If you can imagine the things that I experienced spiritually, it's a lot more intense than that. But resistance, resistance resistance. We can think things, plan things out, try to do it, but guess what's going to happen? There's always going to be something that's going to stand in Amen. your way. Right. Oh, yeah. You ever think about that? Yeah. And we get upset, don't we? Mm -hmm. we, get, we get like, oh man, why did that have to happen? Yeah. But let's not lose control. Right. Because those things are going to happen because we have somebody that wants to try to uh, hinder us, right. offset us from God's will. Amen. He'll use any means he can possibly use just to slow us down. Yep. And we need to realize and understand that. So when that time comes, of course, like he said, the enemy, when the enemy shall come in like yes. the flood, yes. the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard. Yes. The Spirit of God will raise up a standard. Let me tell you something. There may be so many things that are hindering us from having revival. But guess what? We can have revival. Amen. Amen. What we feel in this place, there's enough power in this place to save all Vermillion, I believe. Amen. Since we're here in Vermillion, there's enough power here to fill all Vermillion with the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, that's the... That's the possibility. That is the, the scope of what God is able to do. But we don't think like God does. 
we don't uh, we don't go there. We don't you know we hesitate to believe that God is able to do that. Amen. I ran into a professor that that really uh, you know he, he he knew what I was all about, so he always did his best to to really give me a bad time. I ran into him again in Walmart, and I thought I was thinking to myself, but I was looking at him. Of course, he didn't see me, and I was watching him. I said, "You know what, Lord? You can save him." Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You can't save him. So I just prayed, Lord, one day he's going to step into our church. Amen. One day his mind's going to go say, hey, wait, just wait a minute. Levi will go. Amen. That might be the very moment God will get a hold of him. Amen. Amen. So I thought to myself, okay, Lord, I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to hinder what God is able to do. But you see, that's what the Spirit of the Lord would do. It would lift up that standard. It would, it would. Amen. It's kind of a, uh, how can I say it? It, it, it's It's to be able to explain it to you so you can understand it. We all know how real the devil is. We've had people come in here that were delivered. Set free from, Amen bondage and uh, seems like you know when that happens and, and you can feel it you can feel the the strength of these spirits they do have power and the reason why I say that is because you know it takes time to cast them out there's devils I've cast out where uh, as soon as we identified it and, and, it, and it manifested itself. It was just like in a few moments, just like boom, that devil left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That obviously was a minion. But there are devils who are stronger than that. Yeah. And we've seen that. But you know what? Every time we've confronted the devil, mm -hmm. every time we've done that, guess what? I, I've always felt the Holy Ghost rise up in yeah. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it rose up in me and I could feel the gift of faith. It was. It's just like the only way I can... I can explain it is like like, like the Lord is is really uh, how would I say he's he's uh, he's angered righteous yeah. indignation how dare you come in here yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. and he always comes through and he all and, and we always see deliverance guess what that's God's will Amen. because that's his word but the Lord will always lift up a standard in us. He will always lift it up. Always be aware of what you feel in the Holy Ghost when something happens to you and you, you don't know what's going on, but you can feel it rising up in you. And you know that God is lifting up that standard in you. And see, that's what we have to do. We have to prepare ourselves. We have to be, praise God, sensitive to the move of God's spirit. We have to be obedient. Yes. It's like, like what I said last, last week about quenching the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Amen. Don't quench it. When God's moving, let's not quench the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah, because it will not be good for us if we quench the spirit. Amen. So that's why it's important for us. And you feel that, you feel that movement in the spirit, you feel God doing that, then 
when we when we do that, when we when we allow ourselves to to function like that in the Holy Ghost, my that's the that's the realm you and I need to always be in. We exist in our own carnal realm, our own physical realm, but we always need to understand that we also need to be in the spiritual realm. Amen. And we need to operate in that spiritual realm. So when God speaks those things, amen. When he speaks those things to us, we need to attend to them. We need to not hesitate. We need to be just... Amen. Ready, ready in a moment's notice to minister. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So that's what he's done for us, and that's what he's given us. Jeremiah chapter 50. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse number 550 and verse number 5. Jeremiah 50 and verse number 5. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says this, They shall ask the way to Zion with their faith faces their words and come let us join ourselves to the Lord in the perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten so when we come to a place you know what Jesus said if I be lifted up I will I will draw all men unto me if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me if we lift him up lift up that standard. We lift him up. If we lift him up. There's going to be that amen movement where people are going to be drawn. They're going to come because amen, he's drawing them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? Our church, this fellowship, is known all over this country and even out of the country. We have people that are praying for us. Amen. People that know us. They look at this church and they're in awe. They're in awe of how God moves in this church. They feel the, the power, they feel the outpouring of the Spirit in our worship. And they say, man, that's that's what we need. That's what we need to feel. So obviously if they're if they see the difference, if they can notice the difference, you know, we need to take note of that. And we need to, amen, realize that for whatever reason, God is blessing us in that capacity. We always need to keep it going. We always need to work it and allow God to have that movement because it's going to lead to greater things. Amen. And, and, and you know, it does, it, it moves upon us and we feel good about it. We feel good. We feel we're blessed people. Praise God, but we've got to allow the Spirit of God to lift up that standard in us. And when He does, when it happens and we're there, guess what? People are going to be drawn. They're, they're going to be drawn to come. And we've had people come in here. 
Right off the street. So you think about it. You think about what God wants to do. So if we allow ourselves to be in that place, in our mind, in our spirit, that if we really want God to move and that we can have revival, revival. Yeah. If it's just right now, just for you and I, that's good. That's fine. We all need revival. Yeah. We all need renewal. We all need restoration in the things of God. We always need a move of God. We're not there yet. We haven't apprehended, like Paul said. I haven't apprehended that which I'm apprehended of. I'm not there yet, but guess what? I'm still going there. I'm still seeking. I'm still, amen, going after God. And that's the, that's the way we need to think. We need to think that way. It's just something that we're always going to be pursuing the things of God. Hallelujah. There's been so many visions and dreams about what God's going to do in this church. It's, amen. And, and you wonder, it makes you think, well, why, why do people have those visions and dreams? And why do people feel, uh, amen, just drawn to, to this church and to our worship and, and all this? And there's a reason. It's, it's no coincidence. It's because God is here and God wants to do that. Yes. No other better place than we can be right now than in the church right here and even in this little city praise God there's a lot of competition here a lot of things going on and, and the thing about it is nothing can compare to what you and I have but here's the thing you and I need to be persuaded of that keep ourselves in that mindset, keep ourselves desiring that. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. That's your desire. That's your desire. Getting and wanting to go deeper in the things of God. That's your desire. Wanting to drink more of that spirit. That's, that's your desire. If that's your desire, that's where we're going to go. That's what we're going to experience. It's going to be something that's going to happen. It's going to be reality. It's going to be realized. And we're going to see it happen. And praise God. You know, we, we reminisced a little bit this weekend with Brother Chris uh, Moorhead. And talked about, you know, he, he was asking about his grandpa. And, you know, our relationship with him. We, remember, we reminisced a little bit. And we talked about the things that we experience and that we've seen and the thing about it is amen those days are not amen foregone they're not they're not amen. to where we can experience or see that right. amen. amen because we're coming to that place where God is going to pour out and that's what I told him I said you know what God's going to pour out his spirit upon the church but it's going to come there's there's actually two two outpourings of the spirit the former and the latter rain Two waves of the Holy Ghost that are going to hit the power of God. Not only that, I said, not only seeing things happen, not only seeing the signs and wonders, but God bringing us to that place in our minds, yes. in our heart, in our spirit about the knowledge, His Word, and how we're going to come to that spiritual maturity and praise God, growth. I said, so we should never, we should never. Amen. We're not 
just a religious yes, right. institution or religious body. We're the real deal. When you embrace Acts 2.38, John chapter 3, Acts 2.38, you're the real deal. You're the real church. You're the original church. But in the confines of that church, you see all this, the manifestation of God. As Paul said, the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. So let's get our minds there. Let's focus. Amen. Let's yeah. think about it. Cause, because that's what it is. That's what's going to happen. That's what revival is all about. That's what we're going to see. Talk yourself into it. <laughs> Don't let the devil talk you into anything. Talk yourself into it. Let God talk to you. Let God persuade you. Let him convince you that, hey, come on now. Come on now. If you listen to the Holy Ghost, that's what he's going to do. He's going to He's going to minister and he's going to praise God. There's nothing like it. Nothing can be compared. Nothing in this world can be compared. It's so, it's so amazing that angels even desire to look into it. They're still in awe of that. Man, what is going on here? What is the Most High doing? And they see it happen and they minister around it and everything. They said, ooh, 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 what is the Lord doing with these human beings? Amen. I was thinking about that. I was talking to Brother Chris, and I'm almost done. I'm done. But I was talking to Brother Chris Moorhead about his grandpa. And, and the one thing I noticed about Brother Hancock, his mind was always there in the things of God. <laughs> Doesn't didn't make doesn't didn't make a difference what time of the day you talked to him. He would always talk about the things of God. He would, he would always talk about the move of God. His mind was just always there. You could never catch him talking about anything else than the other what God was doing. And and, and let me tell you something. If you ever experienced his ministry, you would know what I'm talking about. Unbelievable. Amen. To some people, untouchable. But it was reality to him. So it should be reality to us as well. Amen. Two announcements. Uh, we will be having rehearsal finally. Yes. <laughs> After a year. Uh, tomorrow evening, seven o'clock. Uh, there, we will. We, we uh, geez, boy, I can't talk. We will be having youth group Friday evening, and then there are vegetables in the back there. If anybody wants any vegetables, they're in the back there, so you could have, have Adam. You can take them home, so we'll thank you for coming tonight. I hope you were blessed, and let's just give the Lord glory. Amen. So God bless you, and you're dismissed in Jesus' name.